Our lives intersect the lives of other people, groups, or even whole governments. What happens next is what I explore in this podcast. Welcome to Intersections. I'm Brett Dickerson, your host. This episode of Intersections is from Vito's Ristorante on North May. Sean and Kathy Cummings are, for the third time now, for the third debate, hosting a uh, watch party over on Sean's side of the restaurant over here tonight. And uh, to start off, I'm talking with an attorney here in Oklahoma City, Craig Johnston. So, Craig, thank you for letting me interview you for for a few minutes here. I'm not going to capture too much of your evening, and and I know you want to at least... uh, uh, catch a, catch a part of this debate here tonight. And you said you had some other things you're going to do at home sure. while you're listening to. So, uh, Craig, uh, tell us a little bit about your practice here in Oklahoma City. Well, I'm, uh, practice is primarily engaged in, uh, workers' compensation defense, and I also do quite a bit of mediation. So I'm assuming that you have have heard the other two debates before tonight. That's right? correct. Um, how would how would you assess those two debates so far? Uh, you know, pretty disappointing. I mean, I, why? I, I think the focus on the debates uh, has not been so much about the issues and what the candidates would would do. Yeah. Uh, were they to become president, we've gotten right. derailed by all of the side issues that have. Uh, have taken over this this presidential debate. We're <laughs> we're dealing with uh, Hillary's emails mm-hmm. and uh, Mr. Trump's uh, sexual escapades, right. for for lack of a better description. <laughs> right. Okay. Um. So so where would where where do you think those debates should have gone if they if they were really going to do the job that you thought they should have been doing? There? Well, I I think as a voter. Uh, Personally, I'm more interested in the issues that are facing our country as we move forward uh, in the next four years. The the economy, obviously, is important. Uh, what are we going to do to move the economy forward? Right. Uh, I'm interested in hearing their, their thoughts and opinions on what they would do in that regard. I think also, uh, obviously, international issues are critically important. Right. Whether it's uh, terrorism, uh, what's going on in Syria. Right. Uh, those type of issues, I think, are critically important. Trade, obviously, is important. Uh, where we stand with with China, uh, where we're going with Russia. Do we want to end up back in another Cold War with right, the yeah. with the Russians? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, those type or, of issues, or do we want to ally ourselves with them? Which is which is what Trump has not been actually proposing, but has been suggesting that 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 might be a good idea. Well, certainly it's been suggested uh, through some of his own comments that right. that uh, he is more open to dialogue with right. Putin. Um, but I, I think things that Putin has done has certainly indicated he wants to return Russia to a position of prominence much Mm -hmm. as they had uh, back in in the early days, uh, (laughs) pre 
Gorbachev or, or, when, when they right, right. when they became uh, more open to the West and trying to engage. Right. He wants to turn them back to that uh, position of power that they were in. Right. And, you know, is that the direction we want our country to go? Do we yeah. want that kind of dialogue with mm-hmm. someone like mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Um, I think there are a lot of issues that need to be addressed that, unfortunately, we're not hearing discussed in these debates because yeah. everybody's become focused on what I call the side issues. Right, right. Well, let me ask you this, because I wonder, I wonder about this. Do you, I wonder if, if the focus on Trump's earlier comments about immigration, um, and, and about a lot of, a lot of different issues have really been kind of washed out by this, this hot, hot mic recording, uh, uh, that was, that was made of him making a bunch of kind of boyish, kind of stupid high school kid kind of comments about women, about assaulting women. And, and, you know, evidently he and Billy Bush thought that was really funny. And we get incensed by that and we should, but do, do you think that we've really kind of forgotten about the, you know, the really harsh things that Trump said about immigration, for instance, earlier on? Well, I I think all of those issues have become lost in this Mm -hmm. media firestorm over the emails and yeah. and Trump's sexual innuendo, and that's what I mm-hmm. I say is so frustrating. That's why I'm hesitant to waste my evening watching this debate <laughs> because everything that I heard right. leading up to this was there was just going to be more questioning by right. Chris Wallace, right. and would he be more forceful in getting answers? than was the moderator in the last debate. And right. I'm just not sure I want to waste my time listening to that again. Yeah. Well it, how do you think how do you think the moderators did in the in the last debate? Martha Raditz and, and uh, Anderson Cooper. Well, how do you think they did? I mean I think they were better, but I, this whole issue has just consumed the media. Right. And yeah. and so everybody is the conflict itself. The, the yeah. conflict itself. Yeah. And, not e- and, not even the issues, really. And we're losing conflict. sight on the issues that are important. Right. I mean, yeah. obviously, immigration is an important issue. Yeah. Uh, is building the wall the solution? Right. Uh, you know, but my, we we just quit discussing that. Really, we have. Didn't we? We, that, we just stopped discussing it because, hey, you know, we heard Donald Trump, you know, joke joking around about women on the bus. Right. And and so, you know, I wonder if if we just have kind of clamped onto that last issue because it's really easier for us to talk about. You know, it's just it's just easier to talk about that than than it is to talk about Syria or the Middle East or how we're, how we're going to deal with immigration or how we're going to treat immigrants who are already here and things like that. Those, those are much more complex. I think. I, they're more complex, but I think it's almost indicative of where media has gone today with 24-hour media they have to fill airtime yeah right uh you've got all the cable channels the commercial channels trying to cover their news right uh and they have to have something to talk about right and unfortunately in our society sex still sells (laughs) right and 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 so that is simple and it's familiar and well it's something we talk about a lot so we we do talk about it but it's not the issues that we need to be addressing they're not the issues that are confronting our country right uh does it go to an individual's um what they 
do and say in their life? Is that indicative of, is this the type of person right. we want yeah. as our national leader? Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's an issue, but these are not the core issues that are facing our country <laughs> right. uh, that we need to be dealing with. And right. that's not what we're hearing about yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Well, Craig, I'll let you, I'll let you go here. I know I know you're eager to get on with the rest 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 of your evening. I'm going to interview several people tonight here, so thank you for being you know first up at bat here this evening. I really appreciate that. You brought up some good points here too. So uh, who do you think who thinks going to win this election anyway? Let's just let's just kind of swing for the fence here and talk about who we think is going to win the election. My belief is that uh, Hillary Clinton will probably win win the election. Okay. Why is that? You think? Uh, I think probably she is going to to garner more support. I think Trump's comments, he has done more to undermine his own candidacy <laughs> with comments that right. he has made uh, and that have been released, comments right. that he made in the past yeah. that have been released. Uh, and I think that's going to turn more voters off. Yeah, so uh, you think he's kind of painted himself into a corner? I, I think he has, and yeah. he's he's trying to blame it on the media. <laughs> but let's face it, these were his own words, yep. and uh, and he has to take responsibility for those words. Uh, and I don't think it's uh, the media trying to to sway the votes in favor mm-hmm. of the Democrat. Right. Uh, these were his own words. Right. And and yeah. he's responsible for what he says and does. Right. And um, he can try to spin it however he wants, blame it on <laughs> whoever he wants, but there's no doubt that he spoke the words. Yep. And if it sinks his campaign right. in the end, he's the one to, to take that responsibility. And he's still speaking those words, isn't he? I mean, you know, he's, he's just kind of amped up here lately. He's not backing away more. from him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, well, he's adding new words to it, isn't he? he and he has. Yeah. But uh, you know, when somebody says this was just locker room talk, ah. uh, I I've been an athlete. I've been in locker Me rooms. Me too. Yeah. And those were not things that I heard uh, said in locker rooms that I was in. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of horsing around, but that, that kind of, that much blunt talk, specifically about sexual assault like that in that short a period of time, which, which showed to me that those were well rehearsed comments. Well, it's, uh, yeah, I never heard those in high school locker rooms that no, I was in. Not high so, school, yeah. not college. Right. Uh, I think it, it speaks to, his perception of what he could get away with with power that he had, whether right. it was yeah, yeah. power through money, power through that's position. Right. That's right. Um, Matter of fact, that's one of the jokes, isn't it? When you're when you're a celebrity, you can just do it. You can just do it. Well, yeah, I think you that know, was a in comment that, that he take, said was yeah. that that uh, he could get away with it because right, yeah. of his celebrity, his celebrity right. status. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. Well, it's going to be an interesting election. That's that's for sure. It and, will be, uh, and I'm and I'm not so much interested in the debate tonight, but I'm interested in the results that come yeah. out on November the 8th. All right. Craig, thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. All right. We just finished watching the debate here at uh, Vito's, and we really appreciate Sean and Kathy hosting this big party tonight. This is the biggest crowd that I've seen. I've come to all, all three of them. This is the biggest one that I've seen here. And people really thought, oh, you know, everybody's tired of the debates and tired of everything. But, you know, this this is a really big crowd tonight, wasn't it? Amanda, were you? I'm I'm uh, uh, talking to Amanda right now. Amanda, tell us your full name. Sure. Amanda McLean Snipes. Okay. I totally agree. Yeah. So many people out tonight. It was great. 
<laughs> well, okay, what is your kind of general assessment here, just fresh right out of the debate now, Amanda? Well, I think that we saw so many people out here tonight because um, Oklahomans crave community and um, yeah. opportunities like this one to come together and um, express our shared values of, um, you know, unity and uh, valuing each other and treating each other well, <laughs> you know, which seems very basic, but I guess it's not anymore. <laughs> Um, really, uh, it was just really great to be in a room of folks, um, you know, sharing that energy and that hope for our country. And also we only have 20 days left. So I think a lot of folks are, are pretty anxious for this to be done with. We've been in a presidential, you know, election for two years now. So we're have you, have, have you made a decision about who you're going to vote for for president? Yeah, I'm on, I'm on Hillary Clinton's like state advisory team. So oh. I've, I've been, I've been with her and before. Let me, just, let me cool. say, I did not know that about right. you. I, I just kind of, I talked to your wife ahead of time right. before you got here. She looked like a really friendly person right. or whatever. And then, and then she said, no, no, you really need to talk to my wife when she gets here because, yeah. Yeah, so that's why it's like, oh, yeah. okay, you are a part of the state operation, <laughs> right? In in favor of Hillary, all right, yeah. right, yeah. right. And then, so, so how do you think? How do you think Hillary did tonight? Anyway, I think she did a really good job of laying out her case um, and her experience yeah. line by line next to um, the other candidate. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed um, when she said, you know, thirty years ago I was working for the Children's Defense Fund, and Donald <laughs> was, um, you know, working. Um, or sorry, got a loan from his father, right? And then, and then ended with, you know, while I was capturing, um, helping to capture Osama bin Laden, um, he was hosting the Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah. So I think, uh-huh. um, she did a really good job of just right. doing that timeline, drawing the contrast. Right. Now, now just watching the post election chatter here, the, you know, it seems like the big thing tonight was that Chris Wallace from Fox News could not pin Trump down on whether or not he would accept the election outcome results. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you have to say about that? What is that? What do you think about that? Do you think he's just grandstanding? Really, he will and whatever. He He's just doing that because he, he, he thinks his supporters uh, want to hear him say that? or Or do you think there's really, I don't know, what do you think's going on there? Well, I think that there's um, part of the American public that um, understands that, like, our economic system is rigged, right? That it's that it's not fair, <laughs> that we're not, like, in right, a fair right. playing field. Yeah. And he takes advantage of that mindset right. by applying it toward the government. And to politics. Uh, yeah, and it's, to politics. And it's government. really, it's very, very dangerous yeah. because our form of government is very reliant Upon people having confidence in our basic institutions, right, and to undermine that is a, is very concerning for me. Talk talk a little bit about the realities of our voting system because he's he keeps bringing this up over and over again that the you know the elections rigged. We haven't even had the election yet, right? You know, and and you know the election is rigged. Uh, you know, my question is, well, you know, how does he know that? Do you think Clinton did a good job tonight of of pointing out that he has a history of accusing systems of being rigged when he doesn't win? Yeah, I think that she laid that out very well, even, you know, referencing the fact that he was upset that he didn't win an Emmy. But it really reminded me of... Um, <laughs> the, you know, the Emmys were rigged. The, the Emmys are rigged. Uh, but it reminded me of something I heard Tom Cole say on NPR earlier today. Yeah. He, Tom, Tom Cole, Republican congressman right. from, from the... Uh, fifth, fifth district. Is I don't it? think he's no, fifth. Not, I think 
the fifties. I think he's might be. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. A little bit further south of the fifties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But but one of one of our Republican congressmen been in Congress for a long time. Long time. Just 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 wanted guy. to kind of set that up for yeah, you. Yeah. Sure. So now tell us what Tom Cole had to say. So Tom Cole um, used to be the Secretary of State as well. Right. And he said, "I know the kind of people who run the elections. I know right. the people. Yeah. You know, the grandmothers who are in your precinct yeah. running the election and to claim that they would rig the election is nothing could be further from the truth. Mm-hmm. They are the ones that uphold the integrity. They really, really care about running right. it very well. So I think that, you know, just like many things that, that you know, um, the Republican nominee says that it often falls flat after you examine it. Right. After right. You investigate to, to it. logical people. Well, sure. Right. Yeah. Um, but do you. I wonder if this election is showing us really uh, that that there's a large segment of people in our country right now who who really don't just just don't even try to be logical. They don't logic really doesn't they they don't value logic at all. Do you think I'm right or wrong? Well, I think that if you just you know what we were just talking about a minute ago, like there is not a level playing field. People yeah. work hard day right. in and day out, and they can't get ahead because the game is rigged. Yeah, and it, so what it, you're saying is it's economically rigged. Right. Trump is is kind of shifting that that feeling that something's rigged, and he's saying what it is is that the politics are rigged, the democracy is rigged, mm-hmm. and you're saying yeah something's rigged, but it's not the democracy. It's it's the economic right part right, of our country. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Explain that a little bit more. Talk about that some. How do you, how do you think our economy? Because there are a lot of people just you know would give you a blank stare if you say that. You've probably seen that before. Do sure. You, um, um, uh, give me your best argument um, about about why you think that the economy is rigged. I think I know how you're going to answer, but I want to hear. I want to hear well, more. I mean, you know, if if you work hard day in and day out, if you're mm-hmm. working a full time job, yeah. you should not be struggling to put food on the table to pay for your kids to go to school. And, um, you know, be able to just just make it and retire. And instead, what we see is a lot of boomers have their kids in their basement. They're millennial kids who have Mm -hmm. ridiculous student loans. Right. They have no money set aside for retirement. Right. And people are panicked. And Mm -hmm. that's fair. Like, that would cause a lot of anxiety and fear. You know, I don't think that people have fully reconciled how bad the recession was Mm -hmm. and have come to an understanding of um, Do you think Obama did a good enough job? Obama and the Democrats who were actually running the Congress when Obama got elected first time. Do you, do you think they did a good enough job of actually prosecuting the situation? Just really having investigations and, and showing the American people exactly how bad things were by 2008. Do you think they did a good enough job of that? I don't think they had time to because the house was on fire. So I think they just had to say, like, look, I can't sit here and make this case. We've got to fix it. Right. So but they, some people they, were saying the house like a, wasn't on fire. Right. I know. But, yeah. they, but you know, the facts were the facts. Right. I mean, <laughs> we had cash for clunkers. How do people not remember the cash for clunkers program where Obama was like, just I'll anything. Just, yeah, yeah. Like, we'll just do anything. Yeah. To, Get you know some sort of economic Throw out energy a line going. To somebody yeah. Somebody. yeah, yeah. Like okay. we'll get you get a new car. Um, yeah, I mean they they really they they tried a, a lot of things, and um, mm-hmm. you know I think that the person who's really made that case clear to folks is mm-hmm. um, Elizabeth Warren, and that's why she's so popular yeah. because people really relate to her. Yeah, and she has a very um, 
easy way of explaining it to people. She doesn't get wonky like uh, it's pretty pretty, pretty amazing because she really is a wonk, right? She? But she can translate I mean, it. But 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 that's not the way she talks. Exactly. Like you know, Al Gore is wonk. He can he can put a crowd to sleep. You know, at a at a circus. You know, I mm-hmm. mean that that just but um, but Elizabeth Warren, you're right. She she really hasn't forgotten her roots. She's an Okie. She's an Okie. Yeah. She can she can get right down on the street with people and talk to them. Mm-hmm. Even though she really is an amazing wonk a lot of times, isn't she? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you know, it's because of how she grew up. I mean, she grew up in yeah, a in yeah. a family coming out of the depression. Right, yeah. I mean, she gets it. She's never left that. She yeah. has kept her feet on the ground. <laughs> um and it's it's hard when you have a presidential nominee mm-hmm. who I mean, I don't think he's ever questioned um, you know, where his next paycheck was going to come from. I don't think he's ever never, lived, he never has, yeah. you know, on yeah. minimum wage. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think people really understand what, what it's like to be $17 away from being able to pay a bill and right. not, you know, not eat that night and or ha- whatever. And have a, have a bill for $25 or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Well, Amanda, last, last question. Who do you think I'm going to ask for a prediction? Who do you think is going to win this election? I think Senator, uh, sorry, Secretary Clinton wins the election. I'm not sure that she gets the popular vote, but I know that she gets the Electoral mm-hmm, College. Mm-hmm. I also think it's what about the Senate? What's going to happen there? Do you think the Senate's in play? I, uh-huh. I would, I would, I would put, I would put, you know, I would put it into the Democrats' favor. I don't, I don't think the Democrats pick up the House. Um, but I mean, a lot depends on what happens over the next 20 days. What's really mm-hmm, interesting mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. the Clinton campaign is very much focused down ballot. Yeah, um, so yeah. even in a even in a deep red state like this one in mm-hmm. Oklahoma, they're giving their volunteers and their resource and their capacity all the way down the ballot, all the mm-hmm. way down to state legislative campaigns. Do you think that's that's going to have an effect, even if Republicans win? Do you think Do you think it's going to make Republicans? Think think twice about just some of the knee jerk things that they that they've been saying and standing up for. What type of Republicans? I'm Do you mean at about, the state I'm, level or uh, yeah? No, I'm thinking about Republicans in the Congress. Uh-huh. You know, for example, Langford, who just got in. You know, Senator Langford, uh, who's who's in the Senate, um, and and some other people like that. Do you think do you think if the votes close enough? I you know when I talk to people, I'm a I'm a retired government teacher. You know when I talk to people i don't i don't get the sense that people understand how important it is to vote even if you even if you don't think mm-hmm. that, that that your woman or man is going to win because the clo- the closer the vote the less somebody can say hey it's a landslide they're all for my thing they can't, they they just you know you can't logically say that and and so do you, do you think it's important for people to vote even if they think, ah, you know, Oklahoma's a red state, you know, what are we going to do? Yes, absolutely. And I wouldn't look at what <clears throat> Senator Langford's mm-hmm. mindset is like. I would look at, um, you know, the Republicans who represent the middle of Oklahoma right. City. Right. I would look at races like Representative Munson's, yeah. does she hold her seat? What happens with uh, former Representative Nelson's seat? Does Colin Walkie pick it up? Mm-hmm. Um, I would look at, you know, Forrest Bennett. And um, yeah. as you go down south, I would look. You know, Will Hollander and mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. 84. I would look mm-hmm. at, you know, Mickey Dolenz. I mean, mm-hmm. that that's where I've I actually interviewed the three of the three of those four that you just listed. Oh, yeah. I actually Which had them on this podcast. Munson twice. Okay. Uh, Cindy was my second person I ever interviewed right after she got elected last oh, year. Oh, awesome. And and uh, um, I had I had covered her race uh, for Red Dirt Report when I used to write for them. 
And uh, then then I had her come back for 49, and then I had my guy who was the first one, Sandino Thompson, come back for episode 50. So so And then Mickey I interviewed way late one night after he's through knocking doors, and uh, Forrest Bennett, he and I talked uh, one day when he was taking a, little, a short little break in knocking doors and things like that. Well, it so. sounds like you have Colin left to interview then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if I can catch him. Oh, I, I can help with that. Man, that guy, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, well maybe so. Maybe we do need to talk to him, yeah. Um, okay, Amanda, uh, thank you so much for your time. This, yeah, your wife was right. You, you're the one to talk to on this. You've done a great job. She's, she's, uh, she's really smart. So <laughs> uh, she, that just shows how smart she is that she got me to do the interview instead of sitting for herself. One last, one last question. Uh, you uh, are are married to a woman uh-huh. um, here in Oklahoma. Uh, that's not as widely as uh, accepted as in other places. Oklahoma City, probably a little bit more so. Uh, do you do you think that that would be threatened under a Trump administration? Um, he made it very clear tonight mm-hmm. that um, anything is on the table, including right. Roe v. Wade, right. Obergefell, right. gun safety legislation. So I think it's I think it's all under the table uh, on the table. What really concerns me is Pence on his ticket yeah. because Pence is the one that authored the Religious Freedom Bill, and right? Signed, or not authored it, but signed it in um, Indiana, caused yeah. huge backlash and boycotts. Yeah, and nobody's talking Actually, about that. Actually, he is the bigger ideologue about that, isn't he? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of flying under the radar because Trump is so flamboyant. But, but yeah, you know, Pence is really the ideological, when it comes to that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, he really is the hard ideologue here, really not not Trump. Yeah. Trump can figure out how to make money off you and your wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be great, you know. I'm sure he would host our wedding. Yeah, <laughs> so he's like, yeah, come on over. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Amanda, great conversation. Thank you very much. We're going to have to do this again sometime, all right? Absolutely. It's great right, chatting great. with you. Thank you very much. Thanks. That concludes our interview. There are several ways for you to catch this weekly podcast. Go to our website at intersectionsok.com where you can subscribe, listen to episodes, read the backstory, and see photos of our guest. On iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and our Facebook page, we are Intersections Oklahoma. On Twitter and Instagram, we are Intersections OK. I always want to hear about the cool people in your life. So write to me. My email address is ideas at intersectionsok.com. Stephen Tyler is our awesome production advisor, and I am your host, Brett Dickerson. <laughs>